Blog Talk Radio. What up? It's not an NFL Sunday, but guess who you have? You have Cass, Mike, and Mike. What's going on, football fans? Happy Thursday. Happy non-NFL Thursday. She said Cass, Mike, and Mike like we uh, we uh, green and golden. No, this is Cass, Renard, and Mike. Oh, not green and golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go. Well, what's up? So we had to do this special show. Um First off, I definitely want to thank everyone that um, did send condolences to me. Unfortunately, I dealt with the tragic loss of my better half. So um, that was pretty painful. It will always be painful, but I greatly appreciate everyone that reached out to check on me and gave their deepest condolences. So I've been gone for two weeks, and it's, it's time to get back to work. He was very proud of me. He was very proud of the work that I did on the show and what we've been doing. So I'm sure he's looking down like, yes, he's not going to miss another show because that's the type of guy he is. So with that being said, I'm going to bust his bears wide open. Yes, this show is all about the NFC North, but the first thing we're going to talk about is what happened to the Lions and why did this happen to the Bears? And we're going to kick it off, of course, having two other Bears fans on the line. We have to kick it off by talking about the Bears, where they went wrong this season, what did they do right, and what needs to change with them walking into next season. So I'm going to let Renard and Mike kind of take the lead on that. And then I'm going to come back with a few. I did a lot of research, especially today. I've got a lot of quotes from Matt Nagy. He really wants the team to finish strong the last two games, play hard as though they still feel as though it's like they're still going to the postseason. But what went wrong? You guys go ahead and, and take that and break it down for the fans. I will tell you where it went wrong. What went wrong? Hmm. That's a That list might get too long, and we ain't got that kind of time. But where it went wrong was – Specifically, specifically against the Raiders and the Chargers. You have no business losing to both of those teams, period. That Chargers game, you lost by one point. That Raiders game, you could not have told me if I was not a fan of the NFL that going into that Raiders game that the Bears were supposed to be the defensive stalwart. The Bears were supposed to be the physical team. The Raiders came in and they walked all over them. Um, I'm not going to sit up here and profess to believe that Trubisky is on his way to being a Hall of Fame uh, QB right now. If things have time to turn it around, but if you don't get your act together real fast, you are well on your way of being uh, an NFL backup quarterback around the league doing the backup tour. Uh, Matt Nagy, oh, my gosh. What were you out there second-guessing all season? And the good, the things that were, you were good at last season, you didn't bring into this season. Trubisky can run. Let him run because your, your offensive line is not great. The running that Trubisky did last year kept defensive lines honest. And I understand that you got Trey Burton to be your tight end. 
I understand he was never truly healthy this season. But good gosh, you should not have finally discovered the tight end position in Dallas. And, Mike, I'm just ranting right now. I could rant for an hour more. Let me let you get in. (laughs) Well, you know, I think you also have to take into consideration that, you know, Trubisky was hurt. He hurt his shoulder. Then he hurt his hip. So, wait a minute. Let me pause you right there. Let me pause you right there. I don't disagree that we was hurt. He got hurt in the Redskins game. And from the Redskins game and then until the Dallas game, it didn't seem like he was better. But what does that mean about the games before the Redskins game? Hey, man, it just means they have bad excuses. Well, beat me too, I mean, if you go, <laughs> I mean, if you go back to um, – and see, I don't blame Trubisky. I blame Nagy at that point because I, well, the play I mean, calling well, was, was horrible. Well, you had to blame the coach. But let's see what Mike says. Let's see control. what Mike says. You know, so from the standpoint of you know taking into consideration that he was hurt, right? And and then you also have to look at the, the play call. We've been talking about that all season. We're still talking about it, unfortunately. Um, it just it never seemed like he ever had a sense of urgency, you know, to really let the offense go after, like you said before, the things that were working, they stopped doing those. It's like, why would you stop doing that? That works, you know, and this is in the game, (laughs) you know, um, and when you, you know, when you look at the fact that they never really fully utilized their guys to the point to where they utilize the tight, tight end, the way you're supposed to when it's effective. I'm like, yeah, you know, he showed, he, he balled out for like one or two games and then we never heard from him again. You know, so it's, it's those inconsistencies, I believe, that let, that definitely had a play in where they are. And like I said, you know, it, it's our, it's your guess as good as mine, man, as to why, why he wasn't as sure this time around. It's like you said, Cash in the meeting. You know, everybody knows you now. What else you got? See the other you thing know, that what, I what else can, to, what else can you bring to the table that that nobody has seen before that nobody has defended before? You know, I mean, you, you it's cool if you run the same offense if that's your if that's your baseline scheme, but if you're not growing off of that, man, it's you know you become very easy and see, to defend and become very predictable. And see, it's not even just that; it's it's a difference between defensive. Uh, teams and defensive coordinators having a chance to get film on you, but the thing is, it wasn't just that we had film on them. Nagy seemed like he ran the vanilla version of himself this year because the the, the things that made him so good last season was he was willing to call certain plays. He he it seemed like he wasn't willing to do anything this season. He didn't have the he, – he came in – I'm sorry for saying it this way. He had balls last year. It was like somebody chopped off his balls this season. And he, he was there. I'm going to put everybody out there. Everybody's eligible to catch this ball. Everybody. Offensive lineman, catch this ball. Trubisky, catch this ball. Uh, all of the running backs, catch this ball. Everybody's eligible to catch this ball. Everybody's eligible to throw this ball. He didn't have the gumption to do certain things this season that he did. Oh, and the other thing, I'm sorry. If, if, if Chase Daniel is still on the roster next season, 
I don't know what I can do. <laughs> I don't know what I can do. He is not a backup. He is not a backup. And then the people that were, I was at, I was at uh, the bracket room. No, I, I know that. I know that. With, with the fact that oh, my squad is just a little bit above water, we don't want him as the backup either, like Minnesota. Just, just don't. Yeah. I don't see nobody like Chase, but his family. <laughs> Another I mean, it, Wait, no. I was at the, I was at the, I was at the bracket room watching the Redskins against the Bears right after. Right after Trubisky gets injured, everybody's like, watch him go downfield. That should be our starting quarterback. I was like, you all forgot last season already, haven't you all? He was always he was good in the game he came in. The defense wasn't ready for him. And then after that game, we went out. It was and all over. It was like, seriously? Did y'all Didn't really he get think hurt? this guy was better? Didn't he end up getting hurt? I hope so. I can't remember if he- Oh, my gosh. No, no, we don't. Oh, wow, man. I don't wish injury. I don't wish injury upon anybody. No, no, no. No, I'm about to tell you what I think. I'm about to tell you what I think. Because I believe too many GM staff, too many scouts on the Bear staff, and too many coaches have tried to fool themselves into believing Chase Daniel is – is a good backup. I personally believe that staff will try to talk themselves into Chase Daniels, and if he's hurt, they can't talk themselves into it because I don't trust that they will. They have the ability to say no, he shouldn't be our backup. I don't trust them when it comes to that. I mean, because well, it should. I don't trust them. They proved to me this season by bringing him back this season after the abysmal play he had after that one game last year that they thought he was still a good backup. I don't trust him. I literally yeah. believe the only way they won't bring Daniel back is if Daniel So you don't him. trust, so, so you're back on Chase. There were so many things bigger than Chase. Um, I did not like the game seeing the conservative I know, coaching. A lot more than Chase. Chase ain't the only problem, but Chase is a problem. There, there are a lot of – I don't know what happened this season. There were just – the, the chemistry, and, you know, wasn't right. I mean, when you look at it, when you look at it from from every aspect of the game, they 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 were never truly in sync ever. Uh, defense was was decent, but not was sometimes good, but not great. Uh, even given even with the injuries, um, I mean, see, or, like that 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 also showed um, me another something. Like last year, they didn't have the injuries they had this year, but what it also showed me is they didn't even have serviceable backups on defensive positions. Well, no, the only I can't say that. The, I can't say the that. only serviceable because the only because serviceable, the only serviceable backup they had on the defense this year was uh, Nick Krakowski. He was a serviceable backup, but are you going to tell me the backups they had to Akeem Hicks was serviceable? If you are, that's the reason why everybody ran all over the Bears, and they were they were. Oh uh, no, I, that man, a, I can already tell you when he went when he went down the left side was done. <laughs> right, the left side was done, and the the the, 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 the fact the fact that they were able to double team they were able to double team and key in on Khalil Mack because they couldn't they didn't they didn't care about. Uh, there was another threat. Up. Yeah, there was no other threat. They there didn't... was no outside threat. Now that goes more to leads more to all right. So with the upcoming draft, 
and seeing what's there defensively and offensively for the Bears. Um, more so, I think, defensively in, in a lot of ways because you got to have somebody to step in there that can back up, you know. If, um, I, if, I, if I were to pick the positions they need to look at most, I'm not going to put any order on it. They need a tight end. They mm-hmm. need they need a uh, they need a, a defensive guard. They uh, they need they need uh, I, I think they need a cornerback. I think they need I need I think they need it. I think they need to concentrate on that offensive line heavy. Oh, for because sure. Because with sure. Kyle Long gone. With Kyle Long now officially gone, they don't they 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 can't. There's no, they don't have a they don't have a strong center. No, they don't. Well, no, they have a they have a center. They have a center. They have two centers, as a matter of fact. I don't think they're going to no, worry the, about I that. I thought the center was good. I thought the center was playing the last few games was backup. Y'all, excuse me if I don't know names. I'd be off work. So, I mean, they they drafted. They drafted who they expect to be their their future center already. They've are they have their center. He has not played center much this season. He was the backup center this season, but he was he's he's who they expect to be their future center. So I'm not expecting them to draft a center. They need more offensive guards, they need offensive tackles. They need a lot on that offensive line, period. But they they have they have a lot to look for. And then on top of that it also comes down to who they're going to try to keep. Are they trying to keep Prince of Mukamara? Are they trying to keep Danny Trevathan? Are they trying to keep uh Ha Clinton Dix? Are they trying to keep uh, Cordell Patterson? Because a lot of these players were one year were on one year contracts. Right. So, I think they need to let Kyle Fuller go. Actually, I think Kyle Fuller is one of the better things they have right now. I do. I know. He doesn't tackle worse shit. He's actually, the unfortunate thing, he's one of our be- better tackling secondary players. <laughs> the, but, see, the thing is, the thing is, Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller, he showed last year, Kyle Fuller showed last year, the bulk of why he was so good last year was because the defensive line allowed him to do what, he, what made him good in college. If our defensive line is not flying around the field, forcing the quarterback out of the pocket to make mistakes. Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson, Prince of Mukamara, Ha-Ha Clinton Dix, all of them can't do what they do without the defensive line. And the moment that – Okay, I'm sorry. I just got through laughing, especially with that being the best tackler. I I was secretly laughing. Who who do you think is better? I'm not saying he's our best. He's not our best DB. I'm not saying he's our best DB. He's best when I'm when I'm watching the games, I, you know, I play corner and I play free safety. So I look at how they tackle. I look at the fact that when I mean, you get I, to the back, you die, you diving at his feet, yo. What? I mean, I'm thinking hit, that my point hit, is not that he, he's not Earl <laughs> Thomas. I'm not saying he's Earl Thomas. It doesn't what matter. I'm saying is that's your that is your position. Your job is to bring the wood. I don't give a damn. You get I'm not even saying. Uh, no, no, I'm not even saying he's, he's 
he's great. My point is the Bears don't have any secondaries that are great at tackling. They don't. But, but, all right, so this all goes back to the same question that we have to ask every year when it comes to them, which is um, what kind of decisions are they going to, excuse me, make when it comes to draft time? I'm I'm going to look at the fact that there are so many quality athletes, quality athletes. But see – I'm not going to say that, that they cannot find great because. secondary. I just wouldn't put my secondary. If, as a Bears fan, I'm not thinking the secondary is on the list of things that we need the most. There are too many things that I put in front of the secondary before I look at the, our secondary. And that's no. my point. I'm not saying our I'm not saying our secondary is is all pro, no, even though they you. were all pro last year. <laughs> I'm saying you know, that <laughs> a year ago, right? And I'm just saying on my Christmas list, on my Christmas list of draft picks, on my Christmas list of draft draft picks, secondary secondary is on, is on that part of the list that man, if I can't, man, I, 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 if I had to cut the list off at ten if I had to cut the list off at fifteen things. If I have to cut mm-hmm. the list off at 10 things and I got 15 on it, mm, uh, secondary might be number 13 or 14, so they could get cut. I need these other 10 things way more, and I, I guess that's where I'm at. I, I, I can't agree with you, man, because if you can't stop the pass, you can't stop the run. And I'm also if you can't stop, if you don't, if you don't have the NFL, the, the NFC is a passing league. They throw the ball. So if you sit up and, here talking about, if you hold on, let me finish my thing. If you are saying telling me that it is not not important for the Bears to have a strong secondary when they go up against teams like um, Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Aaron Rodgers, when they, I get that. Right. Right, and but that but that all stems from like you said before having a strong defensive front. All of that right. together, and you picture like that's I believe on my list because as you gotta have that as one of your as one of your top ten things that has solidified. You gotta have it. Now if I'm looking and, at and if I'm looking at things, I guess I, list, I guess I trust that. I trust our what? DVs if you I trust our DVs if you shore up our defensive front. I trust those DVs. The DVs we have, I trust them. If you shore up our defensive front, if you're telling me that we're not going to shore up our defensive front, yes, I do believe we need an upgrade on our DBs. But I trust our DBs if you shore up our defensive front. And I guess my philosophy is take care of that front. And I play cornerback myself. And I, if you're, you're as a cornerback, you know this. As any DB, you know this. If the defensive front does what they do, it allows us to use our athleticism oh, yeah, in the best way we can. I, 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 I am not disagreeing with you. That's why I said, you know, but even still, you can't have – you still have to have the, these players that can make those type of plays because here's what you here's what you end up dealing with. All right, so you go against a team that has a, a great running team. You still have to have a secondary. That can handle. I mean, Bears fans know know these two names I'm about to say better than anything. Bob Sanders and Mike Brown. 
They left it all on the field. Yeah, Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders was the reason the Bears don't have didn't have a ring in two thousand and six. Yes, he uh, was. I mean, the minute, the minute, I mean, even Tony Dungy talked about it last week. Everybody was talking about the reason why their defense wasn't looking good is because Bob Sanders was injured. The moment Bob Sanders comes back, they stopped everybody's running game. They stopped. Every, so I get if you have your Earl Thomas, you have your Bob Sanders, you have your Ronnie Lott, you have players like that, yes, you can stop a whole lot from the secondary. But not everybody is Bob Sanders. I mean, I'm happy with Mike Brown. Mike Brown and Bob Sanders were injured every week because they left <laughs> it all on the field. But the the closest Mike Brown came to the came to being on the field the entire season was the Super Bowl season, and he got injured and in get in the final game of the season. It's like, are you serious? Be, I, I miss Mike Brown. Can I give me a player like Mike Brown? Right now, if I don't have it, I have to do what I do. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I wouldn't like an upgrade in my secondary, but I believe a tight end is more important. I believe an offensive guard is more important. I believe an offensive tackle is more important. I believe uh, I believe a a defensive guard is uh, a mid, short of the middle, middle of the defensive line is more important. Um, I'm not sure if Leonard Floyd is is the answer we have on the outside. Uh, if we don't keep Danny Trevathan, what are we going to do about that middle? Is Nick Kwiatkowski going <laughs> to replace Danny Trevathan? I could come up with a list of things before I get to one of our cornerbacks. And I'm not even I saying that our cornerbacks are great. I'm saying oh, that I list. Understand. That list I is that it's unfortunate. The Bears need a lot, and since they need a lot. I have to trust my I have to trust my DBs that I have. That is not on my priority list in front of all those other things. It's just not. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I got the Legion of Boom because I don't. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I have what San Francisco has right now because I don't. But hey, well, see, that's my that's my, my point right there is building to that point. Depend and that, and that goes back to head off. That goes back to you know GM decisions. What type of team are you trying to? What type of team does Chicago want to build? What type of legacy do they want to steal? We haven't had a we have we've been to the Super Bowl, you know, and and, and gotten close to the Super Bowl, but since '85, let's be for real, we ain't won nothing. And, and, and getting close and all and getting close and all that stuff, we know that don't matter. It don't count because. That's it only ha- it only matters in horseshoes and hand grenades. I get it. Is that's it? Only have, that's it. Getting so, close only matters in horseshoes you know, and hand grenades. You know what type of team? What type of team is Chicago looking to be? What type of team are they looking to build? What type of legacy are they looking to start? Because we got to start somewhere. And if Nagy has, if he has any aspiration of changing Chicago around and making it a yearly contender, not just once every two years. Once every you know so often when they finally get some get something working, but a consistent contender, you know that's what I'm looking at, man. I'm tired of being like you know you know it's cool to be a Bears fan. I'm I'm cool with all of that, but you know if New England can do it, why can't these other teams do it? Why can't well, they get to the point to where they build? 
where they're looking I, at dying. I, and this, I don't this, problem, to, this is I'm just not going to pull out my New England joke. Not right now. We, no, we, I'm this not is even not worried about that. I mean, right now, you can. You know, it's all fair game. Okay. So this all is right. not right. going to right. again. All right, because I almost blew the fog one. There will be no Patriots talk. There will be no. No. No, so, you know, because I, I have a feeling that if there's Patriots talk, then Nas is going to call in, and then this is going to go all the wrong way. So, no Patriots I mean, talk, no Patriots comparison. What do we need to do? I mean, so, so I've heard the back and forth banter off season. Um, are we looking to I, stay young and get and fill these spots and change these positions around draft wise? Because we we pretty much have a, a great idea who's coming out in the draft. We're just you know about to mock draft ourselves to death. But um, or should we look for veterans and free agency? Is it? I mean, I the, say the, get the, it through the, the draft. Well, I say get it through the draft. But I also believe that we're not going to there. There's there's about three or four players I don't believe we're going to be able to retain. I don't believe we're going to be able to keep Danny Trevathan. We're not going to be able to keep Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to keep, uh, I said Trevathan, Clinton Dix. Mm. Are we going to be, I don't even know if we're going to be able to keep Nick Kwiatkowski. So with those three players on the chopping block, we're going to have to look at some free agency. I don't know what, when Prince of Mars contract is up. We may lose him as well. Uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna have to be buyers in the free agency market. Uh, with that being said, yes, I want I want our draft picks to matter. But not only do I want our draft picks to matter, I want us to I want us to look at our practice squad and not lose people to the Buffalo Bills that are out there. Uh, putting up Pro Bowl season. Hmm. The Bears lost a player to the Buffalo Bills that is out there putting up excellent numbers. So one of the things that Cassandra has heard me talk about over the last few years is I am sick of the Bears having good players and them going to other teams and allowing other teams to develop them and use them. Develop your players because Yes, it's great to get great first and second round picks. But a lot of teams build their build their legions of boom. They build their Hall of Fame players in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds. Look at your Russell Wilson. Look at your Richard Sherman. Look at your hell, Tom Brady's. Look at your players that have been found and developed and developed well in your three third through fifth rounds. And the Bears have got to do it. There have been players that have been undrafted and turned into true players. Get better at that. Yes, Ryan Pace found Eddie Jackson in the third round. Yes, we found Montgomery, and we did what we did to, to move up to get Montgomery. But we got to look at, look at where players are drafting and turning into great players. It is not all about letting the lottery balls or, excuse me, that's NBA. But it's not all about just getting everybody in the first round. Get, get Develop players. That's what we need to do. 
I agree. That definitely. Has, I think that definitely needs that there needs to be a mix. You know, there has to be the balance of the uh, getting your team to where you need it now, and to also building it for the future. Um, that we all know the, the long road to rebuilding can be a long road, depending on your strategy and depending on your, your you know how you recruit. Um, and then I'm not necessarily recruit. I'm sorry, I was reading the uh, UNLV article thing about college football and how you draft basically. Um, so you still have to look at all that, take all those things into consideration. It, it's will there be a chance to ever see you know an opportunity where the Bears win back to back Super Bowls? Who knows? You know, it would be something great to see and great to witness before we all leave. Same thing with Minnesota. I, me, personally, I would just like to see other teams be able to do it other than a team we're not talking about. <laughs> you know, and and to build, to, to really, truly build some legacies. Chicago has, I think they have a solid foundation, you know, somewhat of, of a foundation to do it. But that's going to take a definite, you know, mindset change from the head office down on what they want to do and how they want to do it. And it would be great to see it see it happen. Now as far as that other team. What other team? <sighs> the team that we need to talk about now. The Detroit yeah. Lions came out the neck at the end of the season. Oh my oh, goodness. Man. Every season I try to do a tap dance. A hula hoop. Mm-hmm. I don't have guys like you can do it. And they I can't say that. I'll say that. Me and Cass definitely try to get behind y'all be supportive. You know, and, and do all that. Um, don't like uh, Don't let us champion for y'all. But, uh, where is Brandon Detroit Lions hater? I know he's coming. I know he's coming to the. Where are you? Hey! What did I tell y'all? <laughs> What did I tell y'all? I told y'all there's no way in hell the Bears are going to be in last place. The Lions have that sword up. The Lions will never make it. Can't make it. That a little engine that almost could. So I must say, until somebody proves to me, the Lions are the basement dregs of the NFC North. Oh, my gosh. And I can't even argue. That's. We can't, we can't stay nothing. So let's start I started off at the beginning I, of the season. I have questions. I said the Bears let's, will let's not be in last place. Have you did. You know what? And they are. They were trying to be. They were trying to. They. Hard, I mean, they. They. I they had a. They. 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 They were in contention. They're not that far from the bottom. I know. Let's not get it twisted. You know, they started from the bottom and they. <laughs> They are only four there are only four runs. And the Bears on the third rung, I get that. But let's keep it real. Look at that record. The 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 distance between the the fourth rung and the third rung has some stakes. It has some space. 
Why can't I, I say it? Three and ten and one. We'll give it to you. We're you not know. gonna take it from you. We know this is no, the best. I knew at week one. I knew in week one when the Detroit Lions could only tie against Arizona. I knew the Detroit season was gonna be a struggle. I knew well, in week this. one. Let me say mm. this. They let that rookie. They let that oh, rookie look not so rookie like. <laughs> In that sense, they did lose Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is huge key um, and very pivotal to their game and their style. Even though, to the team even though I believe around. the Bears might have lost, even though I believe the Bears would have likely lost at, at least one of those two games against the Lions, had Matt Stafford be there, I'm not confident Matt Stafford could have made the Lions look that good this season overall. Well, no, um, but overall I, I, they were but I don't think pretty. They, be, they were I don't think pretty they good. Understand that that record. I, I and if you know what's so bad, like there's a division in the NFL that is all trash, and they oh. they going for the playoffs, like. What? You know Ain't that crazy? You know who we're talking about. Yes. Yes. You know who we're talking yes. about. And, but, and, and the Lions played um, better, had a better season than they had the entire division. The record might not be the NFC League. <laughs> Let me ask you. The division. What, what, what is wrong with that? This, season, this season's NFC League, or a few years back when we had the NFC. The NFC worst or the NFC West? No. The NFC no, worst versus the, the NFC, NFC least. least is, I don't even understand. They in the league of their own. They out there like one of these kids is doing his own thing. I don't know what's happening see, over there. But see, the NFC worst a few years back. Over there. But the fact that, they the just, NFC, that that there's a team that gets to go to the playoffs, you know what, that's what should happen. Matt Patricia. I have a problem with the NFC North and its overall Matt problem. 
We have too many mats, and not enough of the mats are going to the mat. And Matt Patricia, y'all, y'all Lions fans know how I've been critical of your coaching. But, man, Matt Patricia, you have not stepped it up at all, have not done much with what you have, and you have more than what your record is showing. You have talent on the field. As much as I ride Detroit out, you should be better than this. I am so happy that you all, as Lions, have proven my Bears to not be in last place, but it should have been, it should have made me sweat this year. I should have been sweating so that the Bears would not be in last place. I am not sweating. I should have been. Can anybody tell me I'm wrong? I could tell you you're wrong. You're not, but I I could tell it to you. Would you like me to tell you? Just just for you, just (laughs) you're wrong. Um, um, I actually was teetering on the thing. I knew the Bears weren't going to be atop the division after the third game. I I didn't understand what was happening with them, and I was a little nervous for my squad too. I they were running neck and neck for some weird reasons, but overall. Besides the coaching staff, that defense, the defensive staff needs to be shaken up like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, they they need they need some coordinators. If they don't just need some coordinators, they need a defensive backs coach. They need a linebackers coach. They need a lineman coach. They need everything there. And Matt Patricia essentially being the defensive coordinator, seriously, dude, I mean, you look good because of Belichick. And Belichick is clearly in charge of a whole lot more in New England so that when his his cohorts go up other places, they're not necessarily successful. And Matt Patricia you have not done anything other than look like a fat guy out there with a sweatsuit. You have not. Whoa. And I don't have no problems with the fat folks. <laughs> I'm not exactly you skinny myself. Fat guy with a sweatsuit. <laughs> I mean, and, that is, and I only say that because with a sweatsuit, jokingly, because that's all Bill Belichick does is look like a guy on the sidelines with a, with a sweatsuit. <laughs> he, you have not brought that Belichick swagger to Detroit. Oh, Detroit man. fans, oh. Detroit fans want so much to walk around with their chest poked out. The last time Detroit fans had their chest poked out, uh, Reggie Bush was running all over the Bears, destroying the Bears by thirty points. I remember that game, and I want to forget that game. The Detroit fans had Megatron catching the ball. The Detroit fans had Matt Stafford making Renard look like a fool by saying Matt Stafford's not that great. You had so much more in recent past. You had Nick Fairley being a wild card out there. You had Indomitian Sue terrorizing the NFL, not the NFC North, the entire NFL. You had things to play with. I understand getting rid of certain people. Nick Fairley was a disciplined issue. And Dominican Sue, everybody tries to look at Dominican Sue. Nick Fairley by far was worse. 
by far was less disciplined than and Dominican Sue. And Dominican Sue is a competitor. He wants to win. He does not want to be the problem that people have made him out to be. I still remember a play where they threw a flag on Indomitian Sue because he tackled Jay Cutler just by pushing him in the back. He They showed the <laughs> replay, and I still don't understand how they gave him a flag, and they said, no, it was too evil. I mean, what is a defensive lineman supposed to do? He's not supposed to put flowers on him. He's not supposed to. He's supposed to do what they do. But I digress. Detroit has an air of pride. This is the Motor City, where they build all of our cars. This is the soul of the country where Motown generated music in the 60s. Yeah, but this is this is a, a no, but I'm not going to ignore what I just brought up because the team is owned by the Ford family. So when you are the that? Ford family. Hey, man, look, look. That means they nothing. Play they don't have so this the right, of pride. They don't have the right coaching combination on that field to get you those players don't. to learn how to win. Period. Anytime you your entire season is spent getting close but no cigar. Well, Arthur, it's wait, the wait, 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 zone, family. Let's get it right. This whole door. Well, you know, know that's like for real. Uh, yeah, she's part of the Firestone family, and what is her last name? Uh, that don't matter right now. <laughs> <laughs> and my point, my point, my point is they have pride. They don't want want to be known for looking like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the '80s. They don't want that. They don't want to look like the Jets of old. They don't want to look like a host of other teams. They don't want to be the Arizona Cardinals of old. There's a host of other teams. They want to be Detroit Lions. They want their football to match their car pride, their music pride. They want all of that. And technically, they should have more than what they currently have. Matt Patricia, you ain't done nothing. You haven't done a thing. And if you don't get your act together... If you don't get your act together, you will be looking like fallen Detroit coaching path. And no, if, he don't, if he don't get his act together, you know, when it really comes down to it, he, he should be fired. <laughs> that is what I, I mean. mean all fallen all Detroit coaching path. That's you know, what I was you know, we gonna have We're going to have graveyards of all of these coaches. And he will be part of it. You know, so, I mean, when you look at it, it's, it's really sad to watch. Like, you know, for for seasons we cover, you know, every season we've covered the Detroit Lions, we've all, myself and Cass have always given them the benefit of the doubt. And Renard has always stood his time, so no, ain't happening. And... <clears throat> no. Uh, that you are. I'm, 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 I'm like, hold on, man, I keep on saying, me, prove me wrong. That's what I keep saying. They haven't proven well, me what, wrong. But at the, that's what I'm saying. Though. I'm, that's what. That's I'm just saying about all that. Uh, so 
what I'm saying, Detroit, is we would like to like have one year where we can at least say, see, Bernard, we told you it would work out. All it needed was this, 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 this. But, yeah, I ain't happy with that. So, you know, when it comes down to what y'all got to do and everything, it's, it's, it's a it's a crapshoot. I mean, you know, this season, as far as y'all is, well, let's, 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 let's pinpoint some things. Um, the loss of Matt Stafford, there's quite a few key injuries. Um, while Matt Stafford did get a lot of his receivers open and his aerial attack was good, the ground game, the running game wasn't great. The defense, uh, so I, I, I've seen him out there when the other team was on offense. I did see that. But stopping the run initially, and the crazy thing is at the beginning of the season, they were doing pretty good at stopping the run. It was a chemistry that was brewing, which they seem to always trick us with now at the beginning of the season. They're fresh. They're new. The chemistry was brewing. They were containing the run, not necessarily stopping it. So let me correct myself. They were doing a good job of containing any breakout runs from major yardage. I mean, they look like we are finally back to contend in this league, definitely in this division, and then Matt Stafford didn't help, but it was just like poof. And their backup is really good. The guy is really good, so I couldn't even put it on the game that he had to come in and step up as the backup quarterback. He's very solid. And he had to be proud. He's very, very solid. But when you can't stop the aerial attack and you can't stop yards after the catch, and you are at the bottom of of the NFL defense's list, that's pretty bad. And Matt Patricia has to fix that. He has to stop just wanting to beat the Patriots. We get it, Matt. Yay, the Lions have beat the Patriots. Alrighty, we get that. But there's something bigger than this. You have to take care of what you need to take care of in your division. Now, of course, I'm on the phone with Bears fans. I'm a Vikings fan. I'm really pretty much glad that they didn't take care of their division this year. But still, all in all, I'm tired of seeing the same pony show with the Detroit Lions, and they've been through coaching changes, and they've been through coordinator changes, and we're just not seeing the type of team that I feel like the Detroit area deserves and the NFC deserves to be competitive with. So where do we sit? I don't I don't even think it's a barrage of players. I'm leaning more on the coaching this time. I guess I think a few more veterans would be key, um, and, and, and especially on, on the defensive side of the ball. Unfortunately, that also means that they might get hurt a little more. But on the defensive side of the ball and the decisions that need to be made and just the experience of, of, of having a, a front line like that is needed, their O-line, well, better than our O-line, but that could tighten up. I have no idea what's going on with their corners. I don't know what the what is. I They have some. I've seen them, those two, when the defense is out there doing some kind of defensive. So I really feel like the defensive side of the ball to me is, are the Detroit Lions' biggest woes, biggest woes. And, and the same thing with their secondary. Those are the biggest bowls that the Lions have. They've got to tighten that up. And unfortunately, Matt had pretty serious injury this year, so we don't even know how he's going to bounce back next year. But as of right now, that defensive side of the ball, to me, has cost them plenty 
of games because Stafford and the backup were going in and they were doing a great job. But when you can't hold them defense, and, and, and the offense does a really good job. They do better than my squad a lot of times. My squad loves leaving the defense out there. I don't even know why the defense comes off the field for some days. <laughs> like, they play both sides. Like, I don't, you know, like, I don't know. I think this, I think we got a defensive quarterback somewhere in there. But Matt Stafford did a great job of letting the defense wrestle. When the defense came in there, they don't let the offense rest, which is something you don't hear from most teams. A lot of teams go three and out, four and out. Um, and the defense never takes a break. It's like the other way around. The defense goes out there like, dang, we tried to hold him. I match <laughs> it's your turn. He's like, I just got some Gatorade. So it's um, that that's where I see the biggest problem is, and we got to get past the fact. Okay, y'all beat the Patriots. Matt Patricia, all right, but you got you have some other teams to focus on. Some better him and Matt Nagy and his play calling to me that I don't. And, and things that they both know work, I'll I'll give the the burden of proof more so to Matt Patricia than Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy will know something works, and then he'd be like, "Yeah, it works. Now we're gonna do some bull crap." But he's gonna do something else. <laughs> right. We're not gonna do that again. It proved it worked. That's all I needed to see. Um, but Matt Matt Patricia's got. I think a little bit more than he's biting off a little bit more than he thought he had to chew. Because they are, on paper, they are not a bad-looking team. Well, today they are a bad-looking team. They they, they well, weren't I mean, in September. Even from the standpoint, right if you look at it, like the fact that a lot of their games that they lost, they were, pre- they were close in. I don't recall too many blowouts. But so I will give them that's, I agree with, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you as far as him being a little bit far, further ahead than Nagy is this this particular year because his team is at least in the games. Uh, the Bears, on the other hand, is, you look at them and it's like, I don't know what y'all do on the field. That's, is that football today or y'all playing catch or we don't know what's going on? Uh, no, all right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, back up, y'all. Back up, y'all. I am not going to – I am not going to let you all say that the coaching right, staff for Detroit is. Wait, no. wait, was it said that the coaching staff is it the, is the thought that the coaching staff of Detroit is better than the coaching staff of the Bears? Mike's words were if, if, if the take, Detroit if coaching staff out. is further along than the Bears. That was Mike's words. Yeah. Mm. Let him elaborate. The, Don't you, you say nothing. If let you him take elaborate. Out, Let's see what you're right, going so, with. Let, all right, so let's get rid of – let's take, you know, scores aside and records aside. If you look at the fact that – just look at how they coast this year, dude. The Bears are 7-7 seven seven by luck. And Here. I am not going – first of all, I am not <laughs> going to you ain't do that – I'm not going to write down two, on that. Both sides of the Bears coaching staff, both sides of the Bears coaching staff, both sides, Nagy included, coached circles around the Lions coaching staff. In the game? Yes. I'm not saying that Nagy didn't have a whole lot of I'm not talking about the one game. They, I'm talking about season-wise. 
season wise. Season wise, yeah, I would say that. Season wise, in my opinion, in my opinion, as far as coaching goes, yeah, I believe definitely. And I and I take that from the standpoint. And I'm looking at the fact that the Bears played a game in which they had they were five times the dog on red zone and never scored. And I have a problem with that game as well. But I'm also not going so to. So when, when I look at games, when I look at games like that, I'm not when gonna, I look at games, like I'm not going <laughs> to. I mean, you throw that game, you throw that game at me, and I throw a, throw the same game. If at you, I knew Detroit that Lions. this was going to be WWE Raw, I would have really kicked the show off with this <laughs> bell, change the music. Oh my goodness! I mean. But do you as much as you want to as much as you want to use that game, and I'm not gonna say that Nicky wasn't horrible in that game because he was. He's been horrible the same all game. season, even in the wins. What you talking about? And so even that, in the wins, he's been horrible. Then let me ask you a question: How many how many games did of Detroit did you watch? Because Detroit, Matt Matt Nagy, as bad as he was at calling offensively, Matt Patricia was 10 times worse calling defensively. How do you let a rookie quarterback uh, – no, not equal, worse. When you allow a rookie quarterback to come 21 points down to tie it up in the fourth quarter, that rookie looked like he was Russell Wilson out there against him. I get that. And that's just one game. I mean, as bad as the Bears are, I would use the Bears for my point. How do you allow Trubisky to get right against two games against you? Even if we ignore that the Bears uh, went up against an, uh, uh, two backups, because they did. But on the offensive side of the ball, Matt Patricia could not stop Trubisky and that stagnant, horrible offense we were putting out there. But it's the Bears, dude. That's my point. Matt Nagy was still as horrible as he was. Mike, he was still way that if there was any team that we were going to have to put up against the Bears with Renard on the phone, it was not going to be the Detroit Lions. He, the Detroit Lions could be. 15 and 0 right now, and he is going to find it. No, but I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not. See, I I understand your crit. You're going to be critical of your team because they look horrible. I am critical of the Bears. But I'm not going to sit. But I'm I'm not going to sit up here. I'm not going to sit up here. And the the reason why I say he's (laughs) pretty long, you come from your, your first season here, first season there. Everybody's like, all right, y'all balling. Then the okay. following year, you you're, can't you're, do nothing. I understand expectations. Oh, no. Expect the Bears had higher expectations this season. I get that, but Matt Matt Patricia was just horrible both seasons. <laughs> Matt Tom Patricia wait, was wait, horrible wait, both wait. seasons. He's just wait, wait, horrible. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. All right. So, how can the Lions? Fix this in you guys' opinion. Simmer down. We're not going to get a bell here. But how can the Lions fix this? Is this fixable? Are we still 
in a situation where the team is not disciplined, are we still in a situation where we're changing coaches, but it's not doing what it needs to do? Are, should they continue to build the team the around Matt Stafford? One of the things they just on the defensive side of the ball, one of the things they need to do is they need to take the defensive play calling away from Matt Patricia, put it into the hands of an actual DC. Let Matt Patricia be the head coach, not the head coach and the defensive coordinator. That's the on the coaching side, that's the first thing I would do. Take the defensive play calling out of Matt Patricia's hands. Let him be let him look at the overall be the big picture guy. Um, their offensive coordinator in Detroit, I think it's fine. Uh, I think what they need to do more so on the offensive side of the ball is look at your tight end, look at your running back, look at your offensive line. They have uh, something to do at every level. The only position I think Detroit has that is not a problem is their receivers. Their receivers are good. They have receivers. They have receivers that are doing their job, and then they have receivers that are up and coming. I don't think receivers are their issue. I mean, I think uh, Mr. Carrion was what they what they want to be the future of their running back, but everybody knows in the NFL, the running back is one of the most injured positions in the NFL because of the nature of what they do. They need to Indeed. get another running back. They need to get another running back. I don't, and this is not me riding Detroit out. I mean, because honestly, I think the Bears need another running back. So I'm not cracking jokes on Detroit. Uh, I need, I need their, I need their coaching staff to. And I, I was cracking a joke earlier, but I actually do on the defensive side of the ball believe they need to concentrate not just on the coordinator position. Get you a better defensive backs coach. Get you a better linebackers coach and a better D-line coach because those coaches are what make the D.C. look good. Your, your position coaches pretty much determine how well your D.C. will be looked upon throughout the season. Your position coaches are who the players spend more time with. And I am truly – Believing they don't have great position coaches across the board on offense and defense. Anybody agree? Well, I, I I I agree with you there. I think you know when it comes down to it, the position coaches are honestly the most important coaches um, on the field because they are the ones who tend to each, you know, individual component of your defense. So you have to have that component working very well. I don't think that they have to change their coaching. I think they have to change their coaching mentality and their approach. Um, definitely need to throw some things on the, uh, you know, as far as the defense goes. I would stress working on a defensive line and possibly gathering up another one or two linebackers. To you know, to help improve their rushing, um, and you know, just their overall be uh, better uh, defensive team. 
Now, as I um, look at M Live and I look at um, SB Nation and a few other articles, one of the biggest things that they are saying is that Matt Patricia is expected to make significant changes to his defensive coaching staff after this season. Um, there yeah, I would expect out, him to. Before Sam Tuesday morning, right actually they put it out there and the employee, you know, when they decided to keep Quinn and Patricia, which you know was a little eye raising for a few people, but they do have to make some key, key. I was um, not surprised. I was not surprised they didn't fire him because Detroit, as bad as they have been for so long, consistently, they are not Cleveland. And what I mean by that is there are so many organizations out there that fire coaches before they have a chance to truly allow them to fail. Um, As bad as Cleveland has been, they have gotten rid of too many coaches after one season, one and a half seasons or two seasons. They don't allow their coaches to get to a third season. I mean, famously, when Nick Saban left the Miami Dolphins and went back to college to coach Alabama, Nick Saban's team in Miami was turning around. And they were about to be on an upswing. You have to allow coaches time to instill their philosophy. Whether it's a good philosophy or a bad one, if you fire somebody after two seasons, they didn't even have a chance to instill the philosophy. You, we don't know if it's a good or bad philosophy because we didn't get a chance to learn if it was. So I was not surprised when they did not fire Matt Patricia because they are not Cleveland. They're not pulling that trigger too quickly. So how do you feel like he dealt with the discipline of the team as far as them being ready and prepared for every single game matchup? If I'm bluntly honest, I felt like the entire NFC North lost their discipline this year. I feel like the entire NFC North, too many of those games on all of the teams, they had too many dumb penalty calls. The players were just making dumb penalty calls across the board. So I cannot you throw take that back about up. Xavier Rose. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, I cannot throw Detroit under the bus without throwing everybody under the bus. So with that being said, so we now know we are going to focus on these coaching changes to see if it brings discipline and a different atmosphere to the Lions. We've discussed everything that the Bears need to get. But Monday Night Football on December 23rd, it's going to feature an NFC North matchup that is going to be pretty exciting. It's the team's number one and two in the division. It's the Packers hosting the Minnesota Vikings or something like that. And this is going to be pretty interesting. Uh, Um, Even looking at the power uh, rankings. One of the big things in that matchup, just came out, I believe it was today, it may have been yesterday, but they, they announced that Cook might not play. Yeah, he may not. That is true. That was announced yesterday. And, and I think that I think that uh may have turned Detroit 
I say Detroit, I may have turned uh, the Vikings into, well, I won't say they've turned them anything. I think that hurt the Vikings' chances of winning the NFC North because they still have a possibility of doing it. I Mm -hmm. don't think so, but unfortunately, I don't think so. If the defense comes out and handles real business against Aaron Rodgers and all of his receivers, they this will be a very good game. Our defense has proven that, um, you know, with a little water and a lot of sunshine, they're going to come play ball. And the minute they get in the oh, zone, no, your defense, like, Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter are going to do their job. Even as bad as even, uh, be, even be beyond that. Even as bad, I don't think – Even as bad as – even as bad as uh, – uh, Xavier Rose is with bad cause. He comes to play. One of the things is you know I would what? like for. But I'm gonna need him to not play. No, 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 let me let, 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 another same fifteen yards. I don't need that in my life. This is true. Don't uh, one of the things I would like to say uh, about the Packers, their record to me is not indicative of who they are. They are in first place, but I believe in any other division. They might be in third place. And the reason I say this is because they are not out there being an offensive juggernaut. They're just barely winning these games. I mean, if we if we look at if we look at mine and Mike's favorite team, they arguably should have lost both games against the Bears, arguably. If we look at so many of the other games that they have won, they have barely won practically all of the games that they've won. They have not decisively beat anybody, and with the exception of the Redskins. Everybody decisively beat the Redskins. So outside of the Redskins game, I do not feel like the Packers' offense looked that great. So I can see, I can see the Vikings winning the division, but I do believe uh, Cook may be a major blow to those chances. I do hate that this is an unfortunate game that they need to rest him, but they need to rest him because we are going to the postseason and he needs to be healthy. And the Packers play hard football. He does not need any further injury to his current injury. But Madison is going to have to hold it down and come in and be our star starter um, running back, and it is what it is. Um, Kirk Cousins. Is gonna have to, you know, I don't know if he got to pull a ten man slash some oil to me for this arm, but he's going to have to have confidence out of this world. Stephon Diggs is gonna have to step up. They're really gonna have to, especially in this game. We have a, a a Kyle Rudolph. It's basically like having a baby giant on the field, and we are going to have to utilize them, especially against the Packers. That's a nice. Mismatch. We're going to have to use BC. We're going to have to use a few players in some key positions that we don't normally use, like Laquan Treadwell, who some kind of way made his back on, way back on the team somehow. <laughs> but well, we so are well, like they read. never should have got rid of him to begin with. From what I'm reading right now on NFL.com, um, Alexander Madison Madison's uh, status is still unclear because of an ankle injury. So Mike be Boone may be the <laughs> Mike Boone is the backup. Though. 
Yeah, they call the him a bowling yeah. ball runner instead of flame with the fires of ancient temper. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he looks like he run, he's like the Tasmanian devil. It's funny. It's that's funny. That's it's that's it's that's just like. So, you it's know. like once you see um, I'm going to run everybody I don't think over. What it really comes down to is, you know how well Minnesota adapts to Cook not being on the field. And as long as they can make that adaptation and, you know, sit their game plan, I expect it to be a great game. Um, I don't expect it to be – I expect it to be high scoring as you uh, – I doubt if it's going to be a low-scoring game at all. Um, I don't know. How but, I, expect, I, expect, I expect the winning team is going to win 7-3. to three. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, a takeoff, but –
You have know, you it won ain't on like, Monday Night okay. Football ever? That if, that, that if you no. just say, hey, man, it's, just play like it's Friday. Right, play like, like it's the mothers of Friday Night Lights, high school, get it. Um, anything yeah. but that that pressure. But I really do see his arm making some great plays. Steph's got to hold the ball. He can't overthrow I mean, anybody. In watching the Packers this season, I think I've noticed something, and I want you to tell me if you agree. Okay. Aaron Rodgers goes up against some of the best people coming from the outside in going up against the Vikings and the Bears. He goes up against some great ones. What I've noticed is when they sack Aaron Rodgers, it is usually more likely that a sack against Aaron Rodgers is coming from the middle than from the outside. Have you noticed that? The sacks the Bears had against him this week, uh, they came from the middle. They're from middle linebackers. The sacks that the Vikings get against him come from the middle. Even when in the early games, when the Bears got him, they came from Akeem Hicks. It seems like He's prepared to turn and run when it's coming from the outside. It's almost like he's surprised when it comes from the middle, and it's more likely to happen. Have you noticed that? I think it's a change in receivers. Um, there's no Randall Cobb. There's no Jordan Nelson. There's a, a change as to where he used to be able to launch that ball, get that ball out of his hands a lot faster with the receiving core that he did have, the wideouts that he did have there. They knew where to be, where to come get the ball, how to hit the slant routes. And so he didn't necessarily have to run. Um, left to right. This time it's a little different, so he's had to change up. And their center, they don't have a great center. So people are blowing past them and getting to Rodgers, and I'm glad that people are paying attention to that. He's also, I'm going to say, maybe a half a step slower than he was a couple of years ago. A little, little bloke is getting a little see, slower here. I've noticed, that and he's, I've noticed that Daniil Hunter gets close to him. I've noticed that Khalil Mack gets close to him. But he, for some strange reason, he can weave when it's when it's about speed, when it's about straight bull rushing somebody up the middle. It's almost like they well, that is think. an advantage of that's an advantage of the front five and for the Minnesota Vikings is they're coming off both sides, strong and weak side, and up the middle. So somebody's going to catch them. Somebody has to catch them because the Vikings, the Vikings, the Packers don't have a great O line at all. But he is very – he's agile. He will run, and he will launch the ball. So I was even sitting back like, good grief. Like, I don't even know if we can really even play man. Do we need to play zone? Because playing man, I really think that the Packers would beat our corners every time. I don't think our corners would catch them the way they should, playing zone, and you have that entire backfield waiting on them, I think would be a much, much better um, defensive strategy. See, I'm, I, I'm on the opposite side of that. I feel mm-hmm. like Aaron Rodgers picks apart teams that play zone against him. But for, the, but, for the, but for the Vikings, it works because now you have four people back there who are going to catch a pass. We just do it. I don't know. Like I think that's like a – the defensive coordinator runs like 30 minutes of offense with them as far as catching these passes. And so he's not picked apart our zone defense. 
Man, yes. They got they got some little fast critters that run like Marvin the Martian. You know, Marvin the Martian keeps running on thing, moving in his legs and their arms up and that's the little feet. They are pretty fast. Um they know how and when to turn to get a PI. So we need a lot of eyes on the players that are open and we need a lot of opportunities for our defense and our secondary to be able to collapse on the ball and stop the run, stop the completion of yards after the catch, stop those touchdowns. They really, really have to be active. We don't need eyes just on one player when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. We need eyes on the ball. Where's the ball going? Three people should go that way because it's it's, it's great in how we do it and, and what we do as a team when it comes to playing Aaron. But if you let him, if they play man, Xavier Rose is going to have 42 penalties, and it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is the one thing I think is not going in the Vikings' favor, because that is one thing that Aaron Rodgers is. Let somebody be undisciplined. Let somebody not be a great cornerback, and Aaron Rodgers will, Aaron Rodgers will pick on that person all day. They were, oh, because they. that's essentially that's essentially what but Aaron Rodgers did against Kevin Tolliver last week. He will pick on that person as much as he can. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, like if you got somebody that is that is a fault, uh, offsides all game, he will do a hard count on every play. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, to me, as much as they give credit for. Uh, your Tom Brady's and your uh, Drew Brees. I think Aaron Rodgers might be the smartest quarterback in the NFL. That is my opinion. He might be the smartest quarterback, and that's what I think is so great because it's not just how great he is athletically. He is a smart quarterback, and I actually give him more credit then I give Tom Brady as far as being a smart quarterback. And we know Tom Brady's thing is he knows he knows what defense you're in and he knows where his receivers are supposed to be. He he's not the athlete that everybody tries to make him out to be. He just he's just smarter than you. But I think Aaron Rodgers is even smarter. He knows how to his his cadence, he knows how to get that snap count. He knows how to to throw the ball into a position that's going to force a DPI against Xavier Rhodes. That's where, that's where I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a problem, like you said, against a man defense. Well, I think that at this point, you know, if, if I'm Xavier Rhodes and I'm looking at my team on the cusp against the playoffs, you know, the one thing I know I cannot afford to do is cost my team more penalties. Especially against a coach, against a you know quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you know considering they have to win, you know they still have to win and win, you know at least one game, you know to get to to get to the playoffs. So I think if I'm the coach at this point, <clears throat> or not even the coach, if I'm just his teammates, I'm just saying, hey man, the pass is fast. You got to play Green Bay this weekend. We need you to bring your best game. If he has a good game, you know, and he plays within himself and he doesn't get out of character, you know, trying to make play, you know, in an in attempt to force plays, um, you know, because that does happen. You, 
get out there on the field and you can get carried away and, you know, take a while for you to really calm down and get into, and get into yourself. But I think if, if he can come and do what he needs to do, man, that definitely increases Minnesota's chances to be Green Bay on Monday. And perhaps, you know, you know, what's his name get his first prime time win. Uh, it's kind of sad with all the, uh, everybody else who came in with him. Wait a minute, it, y'all. With him, there's already got Wait one. a minute. I, I, how many times do you hear the, the, the young perhaps on a football perhaps. show? Mike, he, he pulled out the perhaps. He, he perhaps. Out the perhaps, y'all. Perhaps, I'm just saying. It, it, you it, know, it, it, because of I'm the ready for it. I'm just saying, but the perhaps. Well, the one thing I do is, and you, you you know this about me, man. You know from just how I've always done the show. I I, I always give leeway for the, for the expectation of anything can happen. The game can go any way at any time. When we talk about the people who make those, who are key to those things, yes. When you're a player who gets a lot of penalties per game, you know, and 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 unfortunately, it's it's, it's become habitual during the season, that is a huge factor that definitely has to be taken into consideration. And if it's not taken into consideration by the coaching staff or by the player himself, yeah, you're in for a long season. You ruin your chances regardless of what your record is at this point. So if they don't win win one of these next two games, they can hang it up. Done. So from that standpoint, yeah, man, it's, it's, you know, they, they got to So perhaps that, you're right. They got to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, now, of let's course, keep it, let's I will keep be it very real. next Monday for the Vikings. Let, let's I definitely keep it very before we go, Before we close out the Vikings conversation, I have a very real question for Cass. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that you respect the game that the Vikings have this week against the Packers. Are you worried that the Vikings cannot go, can or can't go two and zero? Because no. I personally believe, so I personally believe the Vikings are not going to go one and one over the next two games. They're either going to be two and zero or zero and two. I don't think it's going to be a split situation. It's the all or nothing. On the, that's my opinion. They're either going to win them both or they're going to lose them both. I believe they're going to win them both. I do. They don't have anything to lose. I actually am more confident in the 2-0 if they win against the the, uh, Packers, but it's my opinion that the Packers game would actually be easier than the Bears game for the Vikings, even with all of the Bears injuries. Well, it'll drop the Bears. The, the pack, you think the Packers game will be easier than the Bears game? Is that what you're saying? Yes. I do How not. so? I do How not. so? I, I, just, I, want, I just I do not. There, there's no reason for the Bears to bang up whatever's left of their team. It's um, and it's in their very last game of the season for what? 
I mean, for, at I mean, that point, what? What, why, why, what would be the point of even going through all that? What are you, what are you salvaging? Everything oh, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Well, first off, the bears there's have, always that. There, not, there's always that low totem pole team that comes out of nowhere and that beats the top seed team. And no, that's not why I'm, why I'm saying it. But I'm, I, I'm being real with myself because first off, the Bears after losing on Monday, they did what a lot of people expected. They put multiple people on IR. Um, like they they tapped on on Danny Trevathan. He's on IR. They had already put Roquan Smith on IR, and they had like a few other players go on IR because it serves zero purpose to try to trot these people out there. But my it has no bearing on my opinion on the Vikings. I believe the Vikings have shown in the last few seasons that matchup-wise, they are just not ready for the Bears. I just don't think they are. And now, I, I do believe if they beat the Packers, they will come against Chicago ready to win. But if they lose to the Packers, I, I will pencil it in that they will lose to the Bears. Well, break your pencil. <laughs> Break your pencil. Break your pencil. Okay. I'm, not going to, I'm, 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 I'm ready to accept I'm let you have your excitement. I am. Thank you. So we have about five minutes left on the show. And for once, we don't have any major controversial topics other than I did like the fact that there were rumors flying about where OBJ was going, and he politely let everyone know yesterday, we're going to figure this thing out. I'm staying right here. Because I guess a check is better than no check. We already saw. There, there was one controversial thing that I'm fed up with. What's that? Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Well, the substance abuse. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Gordon, like, look, dude, I, I, I'm sorry. I want, to, I want you to have a chance. I hated how Stephen A. Smith had the attitude against you. I hate but I also feel like right now you're proving Stephen A. Smith right. And, you know, anybody that knows me knows that hurt a lot to say those words. That that just hurt my soul. I just seen it go up in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay. and that, yeah. Um, but I was disappointed in Josh. And so maybe there are other things going on in Josh's life that unfortunately are playing out in his football career that need to change. That He probably does need counseling and, and some help. But that was controversial. And when it broke on the wire way before the rest of the world got to see it, I was like, God, I'm joking. No. Um, also, the world knows that the NFL has made the decision to move on from Colin Kaepernick, so thanks for wasting a lot of people's time. You knew you were going to do that anyway. You just wanted a reason to be able to do that. That's cool. That's fine and dandy. And up next, we will, you know, we got a couple Saturday games popping off, which is why there were no Thursday games. We are back again on Saturday. 
And we are going to start talking NFL Super Bowl predictions. Please don't be the Patriots. Please don't be the Patriots. Please don't be the Patriots. I'm going to put on the Swami hat and sit in the middle of the floor and go, oh, don't be the Patriots. So let's see who's going to take the Patriots out. We are, our next show, we are going to talk about some real contenders and why, and I don't even know why we have to mention any contender from the NFC East. Good gracious. But we are – so we're going to talk about real – why is it – I can't do it. I can't talk about that. I can talk about it, but I don't really want to talk about that. you got to give it the respect it's due. Oh, my gracious. But, so we're going to put a few polls out there, and we're going to see what you guys think or what matchups. Uh, Paul, oh. Paul, I'm going to say this right now. You heard it here. Patriots are not – are not even going to make it out of their first game. Now, that does not mean they're not going to make it out of the first round. Why we would all like that. We would all love it. I don't. If Julian Edelman, if Julian Edelman is out, if Edelman is out, he's the only consistent thing they've had all season. They will not make it out of their first game. And if Edelman is out, well, they will not get a first round bye. But with all that energy, Renard, why don't you tell them where they can find the podcast right now? Let's go. They can find us on Blog Talk Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. You can do a search for us on Apple Podcasts, and we will show up right there or anywhere you find your podcast. That includes TuneIn. And we're on all of the good uh, hots social media sites. Yeah, I said hot. Uh, on Twitter at Football Fan Rush. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash Football Fan Rush Radio. And then we got Danny in the background, one of our team members you all don't hear us talking about a lot. But she takes care of our Instagram. We going to do it, and you all are going to find us. Now, anything else anyone else want to say? Look, y'all. Go Vikings it's next Monday. Beat the Packers. And that is going to bring us to the end of our show. And once again, I definitely thank everyone that sent condolences. I truly appreciate it. This is going to be a very hard time for me. But I do know that Renard and Mike will hold it down whenever I can't be around. So. Happy football Thursday that didn't happen. And thank you guys for tuning in to us. Y'all have a great one. We add.